This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an important announcement. Human beings are obsolete. We serve no useful purpose anymore. We've been replaced by artificial intelligence, apparently. So give it up. Just stay home. Binge watch television that is fed to you by artificial intelligence. Eat the processed foods that are created by artificial intelligence. Have a relationship online with an artificial intelligence boyfriend or girlfriend. Let artificial intelligence do all your correspondence. Let artificial intelligence, let artificial intelligence, let artificial intelligence, let artificial intelligence. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. I'm sorry. The artificial intelligence host got stuck. Okay. Hi. Oh, the real human is back. Feel better? Yeah. I, I mean, lately, everything you read talks about artificial intelligence. President Biden just signed an executive order tightly regulating artificial intelligence. I just was looking at a program that works with my Apple email account that uses artificial intelligence. So I can just say, send Tom a note, tell him to leave me the heck alone, but do it politely. And it would go, dear Tom, I regret to inform you that, or something to that effect. Starts Uh, with, I regret to inform you. Wow. That's pretty strong. Trying to be nice. All right. Um, artificial intelligence has invaded and it seems ubiquitous. And as a matter of fact, uh, Tom was recently talking with our good friend, Dan Solon, you know, Dan, he's been on the show before he joins us at retire meet. Sometimes we uh, enjoy his books. Um, but Dan, Dan shared something with you that I concerned me, even though I'm old, right? We made our money. We'll be okay. Oh, that's true. We'll be gone too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. no, I mean, we Dan can just sit thought... back and let artificial intelligence take care of us. Exactly. Actually, all the things you talked about at the top of the show didn't sound that bad. Actually, when you started thinking, I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, uh-huh. okay. Uh, so what Dan, did Dan say well, about Dan, the financial business? Dan believes that the financial, you know, advising business slash sector which is what we're in we're in yeah. uh will be taken over by, by ai and, and he thinks can be quick he thinks like a year or two wow. which seems dramatic now we're not holding dan to anything this isn't dan no no idea. no this is just his opinion and yeah. i thought it was interesting it is interesting. and then what i found interesting was that just a few days after you mentioned that to me the Wall Street Journal read an article, read an article. I read an article you in read? the Wall Street Journal. Uh-oh. You better check with your Well, the chat, artificial intelligence at GPT. the Wall Street Journal read me the article. No, it yep. did not. I actually read it with my own eyes. Uh, an article t- entitled, Can AI Replace Your Financial Advisor? Not yet, but wait. So they're not, uh, they're not as pessimistic as Dan might be. But they went through the various aspects of financial advice and sort of analyzed 
whether or not artificial intelligence could do these things, Tom. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, they started with de-biasing. Yeah, now explain what de-biasing yeah, is. You know, like, well, we all have biases, right? And we all have things word. we believe. We, you and I have something we believe for a long time, which is globally diversify, keep your costs low, don't try to, as you said, beat markets, tune out the news, just invest and hold for the long haul. But mm-hmm. there are many people in this industry that believe that is uh, poor advice. They can see the future. They know somebody has a hot hand. They can invest in AI and beat the market, right? So people have biases, but there's uh, the idea with a financial advisor is they help you overcome these behavioral tendencies, right? That people, when markets go down, sometimes in the article, it says people double down, but more often, I see people also say, I'm bailing out. I'm getting out. I lost money. I don't want to yeah, lose any more money. Yeah, they get out when after yeah. prices have been high, and they get in after prices have been low. And they I'm say sorry. that- I Let me reverse that. They buy say, in after prices yeah. have been high and sell Thank out you. after they have been low for a period of time. Speaking of investing in AI, I mean, and but what they're saying here is AI has a tendency- to suffer from that same the sort of costly mistake. That's one. And also that the tools are very overconfident. They Once it makes a decision, it's like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Well, the reason why I would imagine that AI, and this is the really important point, I think I'm, because it's kind of a spoiler alert. Uh, the, the reason why AI has the same biases as humans is that it learned everything it knows from humans. Which is fascinating when you consider number two around empathy, because it says that uh, it, it chat GPT excels at empathy. Now, I watch Terminator. I don't remember it that way. I could be wrong. But when I saw that, well, very empathetic no, there. That's the beta version. I was they, waiting they for you to rolled, correct me. They yeah. haven't rolled that one out yet. They're, they're, they're testing it to see if they should roll out that kind of uh angry chat gpt <laughs> yeah exactly and they even they yeah where the, the the computers are coming for us i mean they even talk about here that uh that ai responses according to one study were rated as empathetic or 45 percent. pardon me were empathetic or very empathetic compared with only 4.6 percent of physician responses. yeah this was in a medical study times. where they compared they yeah. compared Ugh. chat gpt to doctors now Okay, it depends. On, if they'd done it 30 years ago, I think the doctors would have been more empathetic than they are today. You think so? Oh, God, you think? Have you talked to doctors lately? They're just fit to <laughs> oh, be tied. You're setting yourself up for some phone calls and emails no, now, they, friend. No, every doctor I know says this system right. is a disaster. Okay, so it's not They're them. They're so the sick of working with insurance companies and right. dealing with all the bureaucracy. And, not them. you know, like, like general practitioners who have... 35,000 clients. I'm exaggerating yeah. slightly, but, uh, you know, they, they're just the doctors. They don't have time to be empathetic anymore. AI's got all the time in the world. My guy writes me back regularly, but that's one. Uh, then here's the thing that I found absolutely fascinating because you think the one thing you get from AI would be accuracy, right? Well, it's a computer. How can it's it make a, a mistake? It just computes the number and spits it out. It says the bots are currently very unreliable and make lots of mistakes. Yeah, I found it said where it said uh, that sometimes it uses the wrong funds. Yeah. For uh, how that uh, uh, if you're looking for a total market fund, there aren't very many choices. How do you use the wrong one? 
it, but and it, it says again, it's very confident and completely inaccurate. Look, we already have employees for that. We don't need. We, don't <laughs> we need have computers. people who could be inaccurate. Yeah, we darn it. Com- we don't need computers for that. Um, and then moving on to the part that may be most important to you as someone thinking about hiring an advisor or working with advisor, the best interest, right? I mean, this is back in the debate world again now because the Department of Labor is going to come out with another new regulation that says you can't take money from a 401k plan and move it into an IRA unless you're an advisor who has the best interest of their client at heart. Oh, don't worry about the insurance business. They already said we always act in our client's best oh, interest. Such liars. Very silly. But it says this again, fascinating. AI can be influenced by advertising, right? It could be in, it, it could because be there's looking more, at the world. There's yep. the, the preponderance of the information Correct. as being spread by the insurance industry ah, as opposed you. to the no load index fund industry. Fascinating. Right. It's wow. not it's not able to tune out the stuff that is really inaccurate and not in your best interest. Um, how about number five? Consistency. You would think if anything, it would be very consistent, right? I would think that because we're not AI and we've been pretty darn consistent. That's true. But it apparently is not. That's another area that will still need to be improved upon. So even sort of uh, the way I looked at it, even if you just said, well, let's just take it as it is today, it's hardly a great solution. Now, there are, of course, parts of computerization, robo-advising. If you just need a portfolio, that works. That's really not AI, though. What that's it, not what it, that is, AI is, is that's developing human beings it. That's true. feeding in a set of rules and saying, if you, if the, if A is, uh, if A equals two, then this happens. Uh, and then they, they have a particular portfolio. They don't allow the AI to say, to go out and choose its own portfolio. Humans choose the underlying portfolio. Humans choose the qualifications and the questions like we do with our risk quiz. That's all a human created. And, but correct me if I'm wrong and I know you will. I believe, (laughs) I believe, I believe that, um, they have used AI to develop and run some portfolios, but it has not been market beating. Correct. The, the little that's been done that right. has not been market beating. Yeah, they haven't. No, found, it has been maybe right. market matching. Exactly. So, I mean, again, the idea that the machines, the computers are smarter, more well, learned. That's the thing. It it really comes down to this thing that we have been consistent about. The market is smarter than any ah. individual or group of individuals or group of individuals that program a machine to act like a group of individuals. The entirety of the market is difficult to replicate in that scale yet anyway, because when you add up the computing power, you want to put this in, in, in techno terms. If you add up the computer computing power of all the human brains on the planet, all the computers on, on the earth don't match that. We can process a lot of information, and we do it very, very quickly. So uh, computers still have a little ways to catch up. And it's interesting. There was a there was a poll done um, for, by the uh, the CFP board, and they asked consumers if in the next three years, three to five years, if they believe that AI and social media will take the place of financial advisors, or just add to 
the abilities of a financial advisor or will not take the place of a financial advisor. And only 11% believe that AI is anywhere near ready. And that's the, I think this is the part that Dan, bless him, because I think Dan is one of these people that's always looking forward and saying, he's what's coming. He very much is. Overlooks. You and I have had this discussion. Take the self-driving cars, for example. And I'm now, more optimistic. You're than more I optimistic been. Yeah. about that. But here's the part. I'm terrified. The idea of being in a vehicle driven by a machine or, or a plane, for that matter, driven by a computer that does things that I feel are make me uncomfortable. For example, with self-driving cars, they're saying they'll be eight feet apart at 80 miles an hour. I don't want to do that. That just scares me. I'll give you a more human example. Just recently, the, uh, where my wife and I were at a wedding and we were crossing the street and looked at the car that was approaching the sidewalk, and it was a Waymo car, right? One of the self-driving cars. Yeah, which they think is way more sophisticated way than it is. Way more. Well, and what happened is we looked back, and then we did a double take, like, oh, that's a Waymo car. And I decided to kind of hurry to get out of the way. I don't trust them. My wife turned to look at it to see, well, what's going on here? She actually then tripped over a curb and broke her foot. During okay, all this, that was not the Waymo car's fault. No, it's not. The, but but what the point of the matter is trust. Okay, trust. Right, That's what I'm getting at. That was just you no, being I, weird. <laughs> trust, <laughs> right? That was just you being skeptical. And that was before the drinking even started. Yeah. I mean, this was just trust of. So basically, you broke your wife's foot. Probably true. Uh, I tried to come up with some wacky story, but she didn't want to do that. So, um, this is, I don't think, even if all these other things may be settled, I think it'll be a long time until our clients or anybody say, I'll take the machine over a human being. That's my, I do too. I think it'll be a while, but I got to tell you to supplant some of the work we do. I think it'll happen faster for, and I'll give you another car example. Um, my new car has the semi self-driving. I think it's level one or level two. I I don't know where the level is, but when I'm on the highway, I can push the, the smart cruise that senses the car in front of me and maintains the distance that I set. Wow. Breaks when the other car breaks and lane keeps, I press another button. The cameras see the lane markers and I can take my hand off the wheel for five seconds or so, 10 seconds. Um, and I don't have to touch the pedals at all on a highway. I love it. I couldn't do that. I love it. I use it in yeah. stop and go traffic all the time because stop and go makes me crazy. Yeah. The car stops and goes. I just, you know, like I don't have to do a thing. A car stops and goes. My wife, on the other hand, absolutely hates it. We're coming too close to that car. We're coming too close to that car. I'm with her. I go, no, the car is braking. It wouldn't matter. (laughs) Wouldn't matter. I'm with her. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So that's what we're getting at. So what point can you do that? Can you hand it off? How about a plane? Would you be willing to go on a, would you be willing to go on a plane that was just flown by a computer? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Oh, flying. Oh my God. Flying is so simple. I mean, really you put it up there. Okay. You, you hone in on the beam. What you have a the pilot there goes in case off. there's an emergency. Oh, I see. Okay. No, right. you like I'm in the car. I when I'm driving, I'm in the car. You're not one of those it, people who's watching a movie in the back seat. No, and it's it not that kind of self driving. I can. Okay. I have to have my hand on the wheel. Ah. Okay. Good luck with that. That wouldn't so, be me. All right. Questions. All right. Yes, we're we running a little questions. short on time. John uh, from Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. 
says, hi, I'm about to retire. I have both 401k, I'm assuming that traditional 401k, and Roth accounts with my employer, the federal mm-hmm. government, the TSP. I've heard it's usually best to start out by drawing down your 401k, which is taxable income, then to move on to draw from the Roth somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. Why is this the best way to go? I'd think drawing a mix of accounts each year has the advantage of keeping your taxable income slightly lower as you go along. I have to decide in the next two months where I'll be drawing my funds. What's the pro of delaying your Roth? Okay. Now, there may be a call for some tax planning if your 401ks and taxable IRAs are gigantic and your Roths are smaller. There are always exceptions. Nothing we say is an absolute hard and fast, 100% of the time rule, period. But generally speaking, the reason you take from your 401k before your Roth is that the 401k only grows tax deferred. So if you if you wait years, you're still going to have to pay taxes on it. You're not going to get out of the taxes. You got to pay them eventually. Whereas that Roth, if you leave it alone for another decade or two You've grown totally tax-free. You've like, you know, at a 7% return, you've doubled your money twice tax-free. That's the pro of delaying your Roth, no question. But I will say two things. Number one, you are exactly right that you, if you can avoid, for example, going up to another bracket in retirement by taking some from the Roth and some from the traditional makes total sense. No question, absolutely, hundred percent right. So exceptions, uh, yeah. I mean, thank you. That would be that's a that's a no brainer to me. Um, and here's another one to think about. When you mentioned I need to decide in two months where I'll be drawing my funds, sometimes to draw out of four hundred one k's is harder. It's just the mechanics are more difficult. So for many people, and I know the TSP is a good plan for many people. That's why it makes sense to take money from the four hundred one k and the Roth four hundred one k and move it into a. IRA and Roth because it just adds more flight. It's easier to get the money out and to do the planning as Don talked about, because now I'm getting to the end of the year. I need a little more money. I could take it from here. I could take it from there. You can be a little more nimble than you could be in the TSP. So great question, John. Uh, time for one more. I know we're running a little late. Oh, yeah, Thomas, no, we're good. We okay, Thomas from Chelmsford, Massachusetts. Hi, Don and Tom. Yeah. I just came across an ETF that Avantis put out called AV. GV. And do not remember if you've talked about it. I know AVGE is well liked by the two of you and many others, including myself, but I'm wondering your thoughts on AVGV since it has an all value tilt and possibly a better mix of international stocks to US stocks. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Actually, it is kind of cool. Um, we, we suggest, uh, uh, the small cap value AV. UV, UV. Yep. AV UV often um, because it has a small cap value tilt. The reason we do that is to just make it simple. Again, AVGE plus AVUV gives you a small and value tilt without doing a lot. Um, however, AVGV instead of AV... <laughs> no, AVGE is the fund that we have recommended. That yeah. is a global but- equity fund. AVGV. This yeah. is very okay. The yeah, it's called Avantis, and their name is too long too. Avantis All Equity Markets Value ETF. Yeah. Value, value yeah, is is is, but it it is not. It tilts value, Tom, um, and it tilts the, the the lovely thing about it. And this why this is why AVGV 
may become one of my new go-tos. You might want to look at it. AVGV also tilts small. Yeah, I was a little worried, though, by the fact that it really gives up a lot more growth than AVGE does. Yeah, it does. It does. And but so you're making man, a bet. A and the bet is a reasonable one because value has been a better performer over the long haul. But there are periods just like we just had where growth has been the better bet. So, right. yeah, I'll it's take another look be, at it. Yeah, and actually, you make a really, really good point. We don't have any volatility history on the fund, but we do on the on the indexes themselves, which it doesn't really emulate. But my guess is that AVGV is going to have a much, much higher standard deviation. Should than AVGE because yeah. it is betting on that one side. Now, if you wanted an AVGE and toss in, because you're just a little bit more aggressive and yeah. you don't mind that extra volatility, if you want AVGE and you want to toss, toss in a little GV instead of UV. On the DL? On the DL without, uh, and, and you want to do a PDQ. What is wrong with us? It's bad. Anyway. um, Literally, what is wrong with us? Frankly, here's one problem. Please tell me it's not old age. Here's one problem I see because I run into it when I talk to many of you. Please don't just add this because we just mentioned this fund. Oh, no kidding. Thank you for saying that. This comes up on a regular basis. Well, I heard you mention that one. Well, yeah, as part of a portfolio, but not just something you just heard about and I thought I'd throw a few bucks at it. No, you need to analyze your portfolio, decide if you need more value, and as Don said, more small, then that case is good. And more risk. That is so important. I I, I can't make this point enough. And for some reason, most people don't want to hear this. You you, You would have gotten more return in the past in certain asset classes for one reason only. They're more risky. Simple. It's an absolute. You don't get a higher return on a lower risk investment. If you get that out of your head, you become a much better investor. And the people that do, they oh. stay the course longer too, by yeah. the way, because they understand what they're doing. Yep. So. And if you want a little help, if you need somebody to keep you on the straight and narrow, you need someone who is not a computer. We promise they're real. You can actually see them on Zoom. Oh, but they could be computer generated. That's Darn true. It. Yeah. Oh, there's no hope. How are we going to prove it? Uh, I think we need to bring Schwarzenegger back. He'll fix it up for us. Didn't he clean yeah. it up last time? Uh, but if you want to talk with a real live advisor, we will give you one for a few minutes. We won't give you one forever, but we'll give you one. Well, we will give you one forever if you hire us, but you got to yep. pay for that. Uh, but we'll give you a free one. Just take them. Take them. You can have them. Just you go, go to, to realmoney.com. Yep. Meet an advisor. Then you can even say, I want Tom to be my slave advisor. Ah. I'm not going to pay him because he's not worth it. But he'll do it. He'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's amenable a type. But it, it's, sure. it's fine. It's the weekday show. We Talkingrealmoney.com. Meet an advisor. Love to chat with you. So thanks, Don. Thanks, Tom. It's been nice talking with you. Shall we leave now? We'll be back. I mean, if we leave, if we leave like a bad penny, we'll just come back. But unlike a bad penny, we'll be talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. 
Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by a Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?